everyone. Welcome to Arts District. My name is Sterling Shea, and you are about to listen to my conversation with Jill Allison Bryan. She is the magic behind Creative Oasis, which helps artists like you and me to take inspired action to bring their creative dreams to life. Uh, I loved this conversation. It was such a perfect way to close the year of 2020 and look forward to what the new year can bring. So I'm so excited. Here is Jill. Well, Jill, thank you so, so much for hopping on and chatting with me today. I'm glad that I found you through Voyage Dallas and um, I think just thought you would be like a perfect candidate for us to kind of like wrap up. It's going to be our last episode of 2020. Um, But could you start by telling us about you and your business? Sure. So I am Jill Allison Bryan, founder of Creative Oasis Coaching. I am a certified master creativity coach and I help, uh, mostly multi-passionate creatives focus and follow through with their personal and professional creative endeavors. So I have been coaching since I think I started Creative Oasis coaching in about 2008. And yeah, I, I coach people all around the world and I, I love what I do. I feel like I am I'm practicing what I Reach and actually how I came to be a creativity coach was by working with one myself. So, Oh, that's neat. Um, I love that you said your, your focus is on multi-passionate people because I, I, I mean, we mostly, this podcast mostly services people in the theater industry, but even there, it's really not enough to just be an actor anymore. You're a teaching artist, you're a director, you're usually self-producing. Um, so that's really cool. What made you want to focus on creatives specifically? Um, I think, you know, it was because it was my path. I, Mm -hmm. How it all started with me. Are you familiar with the artist's way? Yes, a little. I haven't haven't done it personally, but I I am aware of it. So I started with that. And I, after finishing the, that process with a group, I, I wanted to go deeper with the work. I felt like I had some clarity around what creative projects I wanted to bring to life. But again, being a multi-passionate creative myself at that time, I was, <laughs> I had a, a pilot in development for a, um, a local uh, real life TV show. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and I had, you know, I was doing some writing, I was doing some acting, I was doing some music and I was having a difficult time focusing in on one thing and following through with it. So mm-hmm. um, I had started to hear about life coaches at that time. And I thought, oh, maybe maybe that's a life coach I want to work with. And then very serendipitously, or I call it a himishimi, that's my mm-hmm. native word for a serendipity. <laughs> uh, somebody introduced me to a creativity coach and I started working with her and gave myself permission to focus in on my music at first. And... Um, yeah. So it's just like, I'm personally a, a multi-passionate creative person. And so coaching has helped me to not only bring creative projects to fruition, but to also start a business and then grow my business 
but it's a creative business. So one of the things I want to do, or I love to do is to help people broaden the definition of what it means to live a creative life. Mm -hmm. I think so many times people equate being creative with being able to draw or act or sing, which are yes, all creative endeavors. But I really look at my life as a canvas. I feel like every, everything we do in life is an opportunity to either have a creative expression or enrichment or experience of some kind. If we choose to look through it through that lens. Mm-hmm. Fun. Yeah. Life- I like that. I actually just, um, I had lost my day job back in March when everything shut down and I got a new job in September. And that was the first job I realized that I had ever had that didn't involve any creativity. Like even Uh, with uh, in, when I was in Los Angeles, I was working for an event company and there was table setting and that was fairly creative. Or when I was walking dogs, you had to like get a cute picture of the dog to uh, send to the owner. And this is, it's a warehouse job and it's very logistical and every problem has happened before and there's a black and white way to solve it. And I remember I went to my boss, they were just checking in and they're like, how you're doing? And I was like, I... I'm not doing any creative problem solving. <laughs> it's really mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there there is creativity in almost everything we do. So, yeah. I mean, what is your role? Like, what does it mean to be a coach? What is your role in the artist's life? So the, the people that I work with, and, and it's about 50-50, about 50% of the people that I coach come to me for personal creative endeavors. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this is actually growing in the other direction, but in the other 50% are usually creative entrepreneurs of some type. Um, and I'm helping them mainly to move past their blocks. So we all have, you know, there are these common creative blocks that can hold us back or derail us, which are perfectionism and procrastination and those inner critic voices that say, you know, you're not good enough or, you know, you're, you're wasting your time or your money or fears of, of not being good enough or, or why bother or somebody else has already done this better than I want to do. Mm-hmm. There's all these thoughts that we can have that can hold us back. Being overwhelmed, that's a big one for multi-passionate creatives because you have so many ideas and you're like, where do I start? Um, a lot of times people either have trouble starting because they can't choose something. They have a difficult time choosing something to move forward with, or they might start, but then they have a hard time focusing and following through and actually seeing a project to the end. So I help them do all of those things. I help them, you know, I think I, in addition to having, you know, 13, 14 years of experience now and using all these tools myself, I just think there's really one of the beautiful things about the coaching relationship is I have the perspective, the way I I visualize it, like you, the creative are in the middle of the eye of a hurricane and it's a storm. I'm showing you with my hands. You can't see Uh a storm of ideas that are whirling around your head and you're in the middle of it and you don't know how to get out of it. And as the coach, I'm out here on the other side of the storm and I can see all of the thoughts that are holding you back and give you some perspective and help you to start to take away the thoughts that are not serving you and shine a light on finding the ones that are going to lift you up and help you actually to focus and follow through with your creative endeavors. Oh, that's good. Um, So 
talk to me about how like a, a first meeting usually goes. Like what, what are some questions you're asking to get a feel for the direction that you guys are going to go together? Yeah. So I actually have an offering that I call a Creative Oasis Clarity Call, where I will spend an hour, up to an hour with somebody who's interested in learning about what that process would look like with them. And we really just kind of go into um, what is it like, what have they tried before in their creative journey? Where are they right now? Like, and Usually they're in some way stuck or they're at they or they're working and they're having some success, but maybe they've plateaued and they're, and they're having a hard time, difficult time getting to the next level. Um, and we talk about that. And then we really, I, what I do is I hold, the, I, I create this space, a safe, non-judgmental space mm-hmm. for them to really think about and verbalize their creative dreams with somebody who believes fully that they can happen. Mm-hmm. We have, I think, you know, especially if we dream big, especially if we're multi-passionate creatives um, in a world that values a lot of times more maybe left brain thinking and black and white solutions, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, show me the bottom line. We can, we can be scared off of, of following our creative dreams for lack of practicality or, you know, there are lots of of things that, that outside people can tell us. So it's nice to just have somebody like me who says, no, you can tell me anything. And I, I, I believe if you can dream it, you can do it. So, and then I help them figure out, okay, what are the, what are the steps that we're going to take together over the next however long we work together um, to make that come true? And I have, I just have, I honestly believe I have the best treasure chest of tools and techniques because um, the type of, uh, coaching that I was first certified in that I'm a master coach in is called Kaizen Muse Creativity Coaching. And Kaizen, K-A-I-Z-E-N is a, is a Japanese term that means small steps to continuous improvement. So mm-hmm. we use that in a lot of different ways throughout the coaching relationship. But if you have like a project that's really big and overwhelming, we'll use it to break it down into really small doable steps together, take the overwhelm out of it and build that momentum organically. I like to call them delightfully doable steps mm-hmm. <laughs> because if we, if we don't make them that way, then our brain is going to fight us every step of the way. Um, so we look at that. We look at, we look at what's holding you back because it's a little different for everybody. And once I have a handle on that, then I know which tools and techniques are going to be the most helpful to help you move forward on your creative journey. That's really cool because it it can get really... I feel like, I mean, we're all a victim of all of those things where you have family members that don't understand why on earth you would go major in something that is not a lucrative career. Um, You know, I've been in a position where my agents really needed me to get new headshots and I just could not afford to get new headshots. Or it seems like all of my actor friends were writing their own scripts and filming it. And I would sit down to write and come up with like half a page and just couldn't finish it. And it felt like, well, if I can't do it all, I just, I don't want to do any of it. And Mm. it was so easy to just give up on myself. So do you ever get clients that, I mean, especially during the pandemic, I know a lot of people kind of revisited their choices, but do you have people that want to quit or throw in the towel? And what do you say to them? Well, it's interesting because, you know, I, 
I think the people that come to work with me are are ready to make it happen. Like they yeah. they may be having trouble with it, but if they if they really didn't believe it was possible on some level, mm. you know, they would have already given up and not. Uh, now, now that's not to say that I don't work with my clients because we all have good and bad days. You know, mm-hmm. life is 50-50 and and we're there we're going to have those things, but how I I visualize it and I've explained that to them is like here here we are together at the beginning of working together. And if you look, I'm drawing a straight line mm-hmm. <laughs> to make a path now. <laughs> if you look down that straight line to the end of whatever the result is you're trying to create. So let's say in your instance, you know, it's like a one woman show and, and, and it's, it's that you've written it and you're, you've, you're gonna, you have a place to put it on and you're going to put it on somewhere. That's maybe your end goal. Well, working together along the path to make that, to create that result some things are going to go great and you're going to feel wonderful about that. And then you're, something's going to happen like a naysayer uh, mm-hmm. is going to, to come up and t- you know, say, what in the world are you doing? Or, some, or, or the place that you'd book to do it falls through or global pandemic, you know, <laughs> throw in the thing that yeah. whatever it is that, that <laughs> knocks you off your path. Yeah, fill in but the blank. W- yeah. when, we're, when we're on our own and we get knocked off the path, we can stay knocked off the path or derailed for days or weeks or months or sometimes even years because mm-hmm. when we're we just can't we can't see the possibilities of how to get back so one of the things that I do is I'm always holding the vision for that end result that you want I, mm-hmm. I'm always believing and and helping you to remember to believe it is possible and we get back on the path to start moving forward again much more quickly working together so so that you know that is part of the work is the week on the hard weeks to say okay you want to not give up but maybe be like throw up your hands and be like you know what's the point I don't know what to do now but I'll I'll give you a, a great example of somebody that I work with in the pandemic who has well lots of my clients actually have had some great successes during the pandemic but one person that I work with um, and she's actually here in Dallas she's a personal brand photographer. I work with people all over the world because I can, Mm. it's all via Zoom. Yeah, But um, she is a personal brand photographer. And, you know, when the botanic first started, she was like, what hell, what am I going to do? Like, I've got to be with people to photograph them, you know? And Mm. and I mean, that could have been a a time to just be like, well, I can't do it, you know? And and, as a perfectly rational, I'm using your quotes, excuse to quit or give up and go do something else. And instead, you know, using creativity and thinking about what can I do to stay out and, you know, front of people and to make money and to keep talking and keep my photography business going. She started doing these porch portraits and, you know, long story short, within that a certain quarter or window of time there in the spring, she made more money than she's ever made at that oh, particular wow. time in the year. Um, and, you know, actually grew her personal brand photography like presence that people knew that this was something that she was going to do now. And since then, she's gone on to come up with other creative ideas, like to partner with co-working places and have safe um, ways to do quick um, personal branding sessions with people, like a 30 minutes, you know, as a 30 minutes and however many shots she can get in that amount of time in places that are really big and open with nobody else around. So she's really, um, a lot of the people that I've, another person that I work with is a sound healing artist. And so, you know, doing these like virtual sound baths on mm-hmm. online. And that went from like her just doing a Wednesday night saying, offering to people here and there to now she's doing 
corporate um, groups, uh, private one-on-ones. There's just, you know, I think we can, our our default thought can be like, I can't do this because, and we fill in Mm -hmm. the reasons why. And that's why I'm here to say, but but what can what can you do? <laughs> what, right. what is possible? And we're and we're playing with possibility and curiosity a lot more of the time rather than these absolutes of yes or no. I can't make it work. We're creative people. Let's find creative ways to make this happen. Yeah, that's oh, that's great. I love that. I was wondering. I was um, perusing your website, and you wrote a blog about Dolly Parton energy. And <laughs> I was wondering if you could give us the rundown of that and explain uh, what that is and how it feeds into your practice. I believe that the the quote that had inspired me to write that uh, blog post was. And she says, I might, I might mess it up a little bit. I don't have it in front of me. But if you don't like the road you're walking on, start paving another one. Mm. And I love, to me, what that energy is, is just remembering to take, a back our, take our power back, right? It, it, is, it really is up to me and to, to show up and believe in myself first, believe in my worth first, believe my ideas are good enough, believe that I... Um, my services, what I have to share with the world is worthy and people need it and then grow from there. I think a lot of times what we want to do is we want to have, get the success somehow and then have that validate us, have that validate our creative ideas. And that never really works because even if it, if it happens that way, that's, you think about the famous, um, you know, about actors and actresses and, and singers and Grammy winners and Oscar winners who win an award. And then they're like, they only feel as good as their last role or as their last award. Mm -hmm. You you know, I'm sure you've heard people interviewed that say say that, that they're just like always thinking that somebody's going to find out. (laughs) Yes. Find about and be like, wait a minute, she can't act even though she's won, you know, an Oscar. And so I, one of the things I do like along this lines of this Dolly Parton energy is, is believing that we have, it starts with us. We, we can decide the path that we're creating for ourselves. And we have to really believe in our own creative ideas and our own self-worth and our own talent first and feel that sense of um, accomplishment and belief and worth first and grow from that and grow our successes from that rather than thinking if I somehow magically create a success, then I'll, then I'll be, you know, then I'll have everything I need. It's kind of flip flop. I think I watched and I would totally recommend her. Um, there's a Netflix documentary about her yes. and you know, she, she paved for her. It was sexism, right? It was like, she was this woman in a man's world in Nashville in the music scene. And she just wasn't going to, let other people tell her what to do. She's, you know, and she's super sweet about it, but she's also like, I want to be on her side of the team. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, There's also um, a podcast called Dolly Parton's America that I thought, oh, it's so good. And I thought it explored a lot more than the documentary had time to, um, which is like the way that she thinks and why she makes the decisions that she does and how she's an artist and a business person at the same time. It's so good. I I love it. Yeah. Oh, good. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. So that's another thing that I do 
I think with the people that I work with that are creative business owners and entrepreneurs is that we are working to, um, you know, sometimes, especially if we feel like we're more right-brained, if we lean, I know this is true for me, lean more heavily on my, or, or have more fun with my, my creative right brain activities versus say accounting, <laughs> taxes, things like that. But just kind of also having that belief that we can do both. Like we can give ourselves that permission to prioritize the things that are part of the puzzle. You know, it's, it's all yeah. part of it and believe that we can, can do that. So. Yeah. That's funny. You say that I've had, um, the last few years, I've had a few acting teachers or improv teachers say something about like, oh, you're, I can see that you're calculating or you have a very mathematical approach to this. And I was like, oh my gosh, can you say that on tape so I can send it to my mom? Because she would dis, <laughs> like, she's very like, this is my left brain child. This is my artist. This is my, like, you can't tell her anything. And then I have these teachers that are going, oh, you're very type A and you're very organized and you're very forward thinking. And um, it's just so funny because it does require a balance. I just for a long time thought I didn't have both sides. And recently I've been fine tuning that business side. Yeah. Oh, me too. And, you know, I'm, yeah, I, I, I get that. And I think like once we, once you step into that and realize you can do it, it's so empowering. Mm-hmm. I realize that you have that, um, a, a, an acting example that I just thought of that I know about that I think is a, you know, to the Dolly Parton energy is, um, I've heard some amazing, uh, some, some great stories about John Travolta in his early days, you know, pre Vinnie Barbarino on Back Potter, which I think was his like breakthrough TV role. And he just had no question in his mind that he was going to be a star. Hmm. And then if, if he ever went for a role and he wasn't cast, his thought wasn't, uh, of course I'm not good enough or I wasn't right for that role. It was, it was kind of shock. Like, Oh man, they really blew it. They could have had me. Huh? That's, that's weird. <laughs> you know, really seriously, just yeah. so, so, um, believing in himself that he had what it took and, and just never, and, and that's part of it. It's like believing in yourself on the days when it's not working is another thing that I'm helping uh, my clients to do mm. because that's, that's when we want to throw in the towel rather than just realizing, nope, this is just a bad day or something, you know, has happened, but it is, it's not a reason to just say, well, I told you, but our brain is always looking for that reason to be like, see, I told you right. so. Yeah. 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 You can't hang with this crowd type of, oh yeah, for sure. Um, Mm. You mentioned that you had a client who doubled or tripled her income during the pandemic when it seemed impossible. Um, Can you have like money conversations with your clients and how are you, how can you help people like ask for what they're worth when money is such Mm. a like, yeah tough subject for people to navigate. Absolutely. Well, this is another way that I am practicing what I preach. I think one of the things my clients appreciate with me is it's, it's definitely not a do as I say, you know, not as I do kind of thing. I'm doing the work too. And, you know, personally in my business, I've taken my business from a part-time to a full-time business Mm -hmm. over the past um, four years. And, you know, I tripled my 
income from 2018 to 2019 and will double it this year. And so part of that is deciding. It's just deciding like, oh yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And just, and I'm going back to that idea of what you're saying, like of, of your worth, of believing, because if you don't believe that you are worth whatever it is, whatever it is you charge for your service or, um, or that you're, you know, material to get the lead or whatever it is, then nobody else is going to believe that either. You know, mm-hmm. it really, it really does start with your belief in yourself. So yeah, I have conversations with um, my clients about how much they're going to charge when, when to raise their rates. Um, yeah, we, we have a lot of money conversations actually, which is fun really. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> in, some, in some ways. <laughs> it can feel so just like muddled because I know actors at least are you're usually one dealing with a union and two dealing with a nonprofit that's telling you, we don't have any money. We don't have any money. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the money is there. It's just, I mean, I've been in a position where they're like, what are your salary requirements? And I could not give them a note. Like I was just like, I don't want to offend them, but I also don't want to undercut myself. I don't know like what the person before me was making. And that's just so, Mm. I also at the time was like right out of college and didn't really have the tools to find out what number was appropriate. So yeah, um, yeah, a coach would have been in handy (laughs) at that time. Yeah. Well, you know what, one of the things that I remind my clients that I'm working with who are who have businesses is they are not, it's not like they're asking people for a favor or a handout. They have a service. Usually it's a service or, or with some people that make jewelry or create, you know, have creative um, things that they actually make. And so you have, you have something that somebody needs that if they could do it themselves or if they wanted to do it themselves, they would, you are uniquely qualified to, like let's say, you know, I work with a, another woman in um, California who's an improv specialist and um, she has, does a lot of different things with improv, not only teaching improv, but going into businesses and helping with their diversity and inclusion programs. And, and improv is one of the tools that she would use um, to promote empathy and kindness in the workplace, in the co- corporate culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just... You know, I think sometimes when we do something that we're naturally good at and it's fun and we enjoy it, even though it's extremely valuable, sometimes we have a hard time putting a, a value on it. And so I do, I think I come in, that's where I come in too, to remind them, look, what you are offering is is extremely valuable and reminding them of that first before they have, we have a lot of pre-money conversations. Yeah. That they can go into their business meetings or they can, um, set up their packages or they can go into their consults feeling really confident about what they're offering and how much and the value and worth of it. Yeah. Did you, have you read um, the book, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero? I have. I love it. I love oh, Jen Sincero. And, I just, and yes, you're and, and also I'd highly recommend You're a Badass at Making Money. I, that, okay, that's next on my list, but that was just making me think of, she's got that story about she had to get a new car and she test drove an Audi just to like 
for whatever. And then she drove the Honda and decided to get the Audi because she thought, well, if I get the Audi, I have to make enough money to pay for it. And that actually like changed her mindset and made her start making more money because she was like, I have to pay for this Audi. So yeah, yeah. everyone's, I'm increasing my fees and like she did it. It's just yeah. such a cool, <laughs> that's where yeah. my parent, like the boys of my parents would come in and be like, no, you're not going to get an Audi, but. <laughs> right. So that's how we would really spend time helping you listen to your own voice versus right. our well, well-meaning, mm-hmm. but not always actually the best serving voices for us of our parents. And, you know, actually, and I love him and and we're great. We have a great relationship now and he's super supportive of my career now. But when I was going off to college, I wanted to major in theater. And Mm -hmm. my dad was like, well, you can minor in theater, but you can't major in theater because that's not practical. And so I did that, you know, thing that young people do sometimes, which cut my nose off to spite my face and didn't major in it at all, went into advertising, which was my kind of shadow creativity career. I don't regret it because I love writing and that has definitely yeah. served me throughout the years as has my acting. And I'm also a singer songwriter. So performing skills has helped, you know, with teaching and, and running classes and that kind of thing. But I think, you know, it's interesting because now I can see I've always kind of not blamed it on him, but that's been my excuse. Well, my dad said, but if I had really wanted to, and that was what I wanted more than anything, I could have said, well, I'm going to find a way to pay for it myself. Then if you won't pay for it, I'll do it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and that's kind of what I've had to do with my career in the past four years with my business. I've, when I had the choice, uh, I, you know, I divorced four years ago. And so it was kind of like, okay, now you're in charge of all the income. Do you keep double down and, you know, create this, take your business from a, a really good part-time or a little more than part-time business to your full-time career? Or do you find something else to do that, again, is more, I don't know, working for a person where you know you're going to get sure. a paycheck every yeah. two weeks? And I said, no, I believed in myself and I believe this is what I'm here to do. And i knew that I would figure it out. And, and I have, and I, but it started with the decision. I didn't figure it out and then say, Oh, okay, now I'm going to do this. You had to, I had to commit first. Mm -hmm. You make your own luck sometimes that way too. Yeah. I mean, this, this podcast, I've talked about it before, but it was kind of just in my back pocket. And my first excuse was, well, I'm not going to do that because everyone has a podcast. And then my second excuse of well, everyone has a podcast where they interview actors and artists. So I'm not going to do that. And then the third one was, well, if I start it, I'm just going to quit because that's kind of my thing. And then when I finally did it, it just got received. I mean, in the beginning, it was not received very well, but you know, now we're partnering with Voyage Dallas and like, I've got an interview with an artistic director in two weeks. And so I'm glad it's still very much my hobby and I'm okay with it being my hobby because I do just get a lot of joy out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it took a long time to just like stop listening to my negative Nancy voice. Yeah, good for you. And so do you, I mean, here's the thing, right? That, that's always going to happen. I think we we don't always, we don't uh, ever just get rid of our inner critic 
or, or imposter syndrome voices forever. It depends on they can get triggered by things, but it's knowing it's having tools and techniques to deal with it. Or even just the awareness of like, oh yeah, there you are. Of course. Uh, yeah, there you are. You're in there, but <laughs> right <hello>. on time. <laughs> yeah, right on time. Of course, this is the point when I freak out. But bye-bye, get in the back seat, as Liz Gilbert and Big Magic says. She's like, okay, fear, inner critic, you can be here, but you have to sit in the back seat and you can't pick the radio station. <laughs> it's like, I'm driving the car. Yeah. Um, well, we're coming up on 2021. Thank goodness. What do you want artists and creatives to know and meditate on as this year ends and a new one begins? I think um, really asking yourself, what do I want? Um, first, rather than, you know, what do I think people need? I mean, you know, there is some of that, like you are looking maybe for, for that, but I think the people that really succeed are really doing the thing that they want. And it starts with that. And then they are finding the opportunities rather than uh, trying to figure out what other people want first and then molding yourself to that, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, my my word for 2020, which ended up being great and very necessary, was believe. And so that helped me through a lot. And, you know, I just chose to believe in myself. I believe in myself. I believe in my clients. I believe in our ability to create the results that we want. Think about it. I mean, if you didn't, I know that sounds kind of basic, like, well, yeah, but, but if you don't believe in yourself or your idea, it, you're, you might make it happen, but it's going to be a hell of a lot harder and un, more uncomfortable and less likely than if you just choose to believe, I will figure it out. If you play in the field of possibility, it's possible that I can make this happen. It kind yeah. of opens the window in your mind to possibility. So, you know, I still like that. I'm going to take that believing energy with me into 2021, but I've already chosen my word for 2021, which um, is audacious because I, I I love not only believing in possibility, but like how how big can I go? Like if I you know if I just imagine if I if I, there was nothing holding you back from making your dream come true, what would that look like? Because the interesting thing is, again, opening the window a little bit. Once you even have your audacious dream your brain goes, hmm, well, how would that happen? How could we, you start, you start looking at the possibility. Um, so I think just like not holding yourself, not, you know, getting in your own way before you've even started. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So do, I mean, do you, do you practice this or do you recommend that your clients practice this, like having a meditation word or a vision board or, things like that. I, you know, personally, I love vision boards and um, journaling. And I have worked with many of my clients that to, to have a, to help them kind of create a morning ritual for themselves or a routine where they, where they're, ha they have that time to really just think about what they want. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it is, it's different on a person by person basis. So I don't have like a formula or a 12 step program that um, mm -hmm. people 
other than I will say, like, if you go onto my website and right now you can download this, I call it my magic action planner. And basically at the crux of it's a planning system for multi-passionate creative people. And the it's a three-part, basically at its very simplest, it's download, decide, and do. So it's download Ooh. all of those ideas that are floating around in your head, getting them down on paper so that you can look at them and have a little power and agency over them. And then the next step is deciding because when we're in confusion, it's because we haven't made a decision yet. And so trusting yourself, practicing trusting yourself enough to make a decision, choosing one to begin with, and then breaking Mm -hmm. it down into as many delightfully doable steps as possible and taking one delightfully doable step and then the next and then the next. And I, I like things that are simple and effective and that that three part system the process has worked wonders for me and for my um, client. So that's for sure something that I would say. Like if you're if you're feeling like I don't know where to begin or I'm overwhelmed or I just I have all these ideas and and I'm not sure what to do next, I would suggest that. And I'm actually redoing that um, right now as we speak. I'm updating it into a recorded do it yourself masterclass that people can just have access to and do it on their own. So that'll be, I'll be sharing that in January. And then I also have a monthly free, I call it a magic action date. And it's a class where I teach some tools and techniques and we actually take some time to, to take a step and do some inspired action together. And so the first one of those in 2021 will be on January the 6th. And it's going to be about how to make 2021 audacious and fun. Love that. Well, thank you for like letting us know about these workshops and these downloads. Um, can you give us some information about where you are on the internet world and like how we can get in touch with you? Absolutely. So my website is um, creativeoasiscoaching.com. And let's see, on Instagram, I'm... I'm <laughs> what is my handle on Instagram? I think it's just uh, Creative Oasis Coach. And it's the same thing on Facebook. It's Creative Oasis Coaching. So yeah, we can connect in any of those places. That would be fantastic. I also, a few times a year, I'll teach a workshop through the um, Creative Arts Center of Dallas which is an amazing resource that we have. If you don't know about it in Dallas, they have a plethora of classes and workshops, extremely talented um, instructors and professors, everything from metalworking to mosaic, to glasswork, to sculpture, to photography, to, you know, figure drawing. And I have um, a class called Building Your Creative Confidence. It's a workshop actually, and another workshop about creative focus and I think actually this year, I, that's right. I'm doing, I have never done this for them before. And it's all virtual right now for me, mm-hmm. um, a, a vision board workshop in January. Oh, good. So that would be fun as well. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know, I didn't know they offered that. That's very, very neat. Yeah. So they're still, they still have some in-person classes right now. I think they're like at 50 or 25% capacity or something, mm-hmm. but all of my um, creative arts center offerings are virtual via Zoom. Okay. Well, Jill, you are so wonderful and so cool. Thank you so, so much for being on. Well, thank you, Sterling. Thanks for reaching out. And I have listened to um, 
some of your, your podcast episodes. I loved the one where you, I, did you do a, a look back at like halfway through the year? Is it? Yeah. It was like our, the one year anniversary of the podcast. Yeah. The one year. Yeah. I loved that. And you talked about how you started in your closet and, you know, yeah. just, I, I thought like, yeah, no, you, you did. I mean, you, you really did some of the work that, that I like help my clients do, which is to, to, to believe, to make it happen before you had the evidence <laughs> that it was going to work or not. And, and it sounds like it's going really well for you. So and you have very interesting, I've loved the episodes that I've listened to, super creative people that are doing some amazing work uh, in Dallas. Oh, so thank, thank you. you so much. Yeah. Uh, well, this is great. I'm definitely going to be um, trying to get into some of these workshops and downloading all of the freebies that you have on your website. Fantastic. Glad to hear it. Well, I will let you go with that. You enjoy the rest of your Sunday and um, hopefully we'll talk in the new year. That sounds great. I wish you a really wonderful, and I want to leave with this. I really believe this is true for you Mm -hmm. and for everybody listening, that when you give yourself permission to do what is necessary to shine your creative light in the world, you are going to be a happier, healthier, more successful person, and the world is going to be a better place. Oh, this is, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jill. I appreciate it. You bet, Sterling. Thanks for having me on. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, y'all, be sure to check out creativeoasiscoaching.com. I hope you have a safe and very happy new year. We will be back with our next episode on January 11th. Bye.